Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning, everybody. It's October 22nd, Saturday. Week 8. No, week 7 of the NFL season. I was going to say, it depends on whether you're Damn. NFL or college. Yeah. Week 7, NFL fantasy season. And we have all your information that you're going to need this week to be a winner again, like me. Like me last week <laughs> over Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Two points conversion went down. Uh, by what? How many points? It was uh, Like four. Not a lot. Yeah. I had to watch that whole stupid game just to see if he got enough catches. But you know, and then the, the, at the end of the game, he got another catch, and I looked at the score, and it's like I'm still down by point three. He just got a catch. He had to have gotten more than point three for that catch. <laughs> it something's took, not right. It took 15 minutes for that mothered update. <laughs> Hope you had a good week. Um, this is your your uh, journey into relaxation and entertainment sarcasm i'd say sarcasm the, the, the relaxation and entertainment i'm not so sure about that yeah watching the games it's like <laughs> a thursday game it's like well the thursday actually the thursday game was pretty decent but as of late snorefest yeah and the, the sarcasm will come in because we're gonna start off the news and notes with my favorite topic lately <laughs> well for the last what However many years, 18 years, 20 years, yeah, whatever it is. What are you do? <laughs> I, I don't I don't invent the stories. I just <laughs> yeah. support them. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm not making this news. <laughs> Check out the website, ZFFpodcast.com. Everything that we go over today, it'll be up there. We have a new fantasy girl this week. You're going to be um, stumped. Over, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about time I take a bagel. <laughs> and then uh, we have we have your gambling, your chance to make some money again this week. You, you're welcome. We've been helping you out a lot. And, uh, you know. Better than average anyway. That's exactly. You're not losing money. Let's just Correct. say that. Correct. And then your must starts and don't bother. So you get, your, get your lineup set for Sunday afternoon. Uh, you got questions, comments, concerns? CFF podcast at hotmail.com or you can use the Mountain Dew Spark fan line uh, 414-520-8249 no more screwing around let's just get right to it (laughs) I wanted to get to the news right away because this has been this has been making me giggle all week long, <laughs> and I, I, I just, I just love it when when Tom Brady continues to prove me right week week after week. <laughs> I've been telling you all along that Tom Brady is not the great guy we are all being led to believe, and you know what I have to say to that? I was right and you were wrong. I'm gonna sing the I was right song. I was right and you were wrong. Put another check mark in there for me. This past Sunday, while Tampa Bay was getting her asses handed to them by the very mediocre Pittsburgh Steelers, Tom Brady was recorded on the sidelines berating his offensive line. So much for the whole, 
this guy brings the whole team together bullshit. Uh, with 46 seconds left in the first half and Tampa Bay losing, Fox broadcast caught Brady berating the offensive line on the bench saying, you're so much better than the way you're fucking playing. <laughs> it went on and on with more of the F words being thrown in there, but I, I didn't, I wasn't able to read the lips for the rest of them because the sound just kind of like went away, you know? Uh, oh, I wonder how, I wonder what's going on uh, there. So uh, apparently Brady tends to forget that he is the last guy that should be running his mouth. It was Tom Brady that takes Wednesdays off every week. It's Tom Brady that spent a week and a half away from his team during training camp. It's Tom Brady who skipped out on the team last week to go to Robert Kraft's wedding and then flew back to Pittsburgh on his private jet, ending up missing the team walkthrough for Sunday's game. So all this bitching and berating is quite rich from... The guy who, in his post-game press conference, said, quote, we didn't earn it. We didn't earn the win. It's a game of earning it, and it's a game of playing well and performing well. And we're just not doing a good job of that. I don't think we've done it for six weeks. No, no, you haven't. (laughs) I think we're all playing less than what we're capable of. We all got to look at ourselves in the mirror and figure out why, please. (laughs) We just... Save us all and go back to your snake oil TB12 crap and your avocado toast. (laughs) We've all grown tired of your act. You talk about everyone looking in the mirror. You are the number one guy that needs to be looking in the mirror. And as if that isn't enough, Tom Brady news for the week for you. I have another one. Just a few weeks ago, I made the bold prediction saying Tom Brady would not finish the season in the NFL. Well, looks like I may be able to mark that one correct soon and play this song one more time. I was right and you were wrong. I'm going to sing the I was right song. I was right. That's right. There are now sports talking heads out there saying the same thing I said only a few weeks later than when I said it. This time, it's Chris Sims who is saying Tom Brady could walk away before the season ends. So he's stealing from you. He is. Well, but it's all right. I steal from everybody else. That's true, too. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, better late than never. It's a community. Exactly. <laughs> Sims was talking on NBC's Pro Football Talk Live with Mike Florio this past Tuesday. They were debating whether Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady would be the more likely to walk away from the team midseason. Florio asked Sims, quote, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, chance of one of those guys tapping out and walking out during the season. Which of the two is more likely right now to do it? Sims replied, Normally, I would feel like it's Rodgers that would be the guy. But because of this year and some of the off-field stuff that's hitting home and personal stuff with Brady, this is the one year I feel maybe it might be Tom Brady. It seems like, and I don't know this, that his wife is threatening divorce or going down that road by all due accounts of what you read. I think Rogers is usually the guy to be more renegade and be like, Screw you guys, I'm going home. But this is a weird year <laughs> where we've, we're seeing Brady do weird crap and having personal issues. Florio added, I have thought all along there's a chance Brady checks out during the season and I still think that happens. It's just one more cringeworthy Tom Brady moment 
Brady revealed in her interview posted on TMZ this gem. This is another one. So there's not only two articles, there's three Tom Brady's a dumbass article. <laughs> Tom Brady says he's finding it nearly impossible to focus on his personal life half of the year, explaining he feels like NFL seasons are similar to, quote, going away on deployment for the military, unquote. He then uh, realized that, man, I, I, I effed that up. <laughs> Came out and apologized and... Was, was that in the same interview where he said, I'm not retiring anytime soon? I don't remember him. I didn't hear him say that. Oh, yeah. He came on and said, yeah, I'm, I'm not retiring anytime soon. Hmm. Like, yeah, well, you said last year you were retiring. Yeah. And then lied and came back. So he's a big How do we know you're not lying? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So he made that comment about the military. And as soon as I saw him going, ooh, that's that's not a good look for you. Yeah. But, That's not going to go well. And that was on his uh, Let's Go po- uh, podcast that he made that comment. But anyway, there you go. That was the, that was the Tom Brady fun for the day. Did yeah, you enjoy it? Why does he have? I, I don't understand why he has a podcast. I mean, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I, I understand these guys have to have lives outside of the game yeah. and everything. But during the season, your your focus is supposed it's to be on football. You know, you know, looking in the mirror and finding out how to get it done. Yeah. You know, well, when you're as good looking as Tom Brady, you know, look in the mirror all day. <laughs> I brought that up at breakfast. Have you noticed now that all the pictures of Tom Brady make him look like he's 85 years old? <laughs> no. When just a couple of years ago, they were all looked like he just got drafted again. Oh, well, this is this is this is the long term effects of TV 12 or TB 12. <laughs> Alrighty, here comes uh, the concussion fund, regardless of whether or not there actually was a concussion. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett suffered a concussion during the game against the crying and whining Tom Brady last week. Surprisingly, Trubisky came in and looked pretty good. The play in that game could help the Steelers in feeling no need to rush back uh, Kenny Pickett after he's cleared from concussion, but then I found out that he might already be cleared this week. Oh, I was going to say it, it, it'll do that until Trubisky actually has to start a game. And <laughs> exactly. Then... Like, wait, are we going to go with him or <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. should we That's... bring back the rookie with the headache? Wasn't this a bad idea in the first place? <laughs> uh, Panthers receiver Robbie Anderson was involved in multiple sideline arguments with uh, a coach this past Sunday, and then he was sent to the locker room midway through the game, much like uh, Antonio Brown. Don't, don't, you, don't you wish you knew what was being said? Because... I, the player always gets blamed for this stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm wondering. It's like, I mean, Robbie Anderson has been a good soldier for how many years in a shitty team? Yeah, yeah. You kind of, kind of like, well, he didn't. All, you know, Antonio Brown was a douchebag for a long time. Yeah. By all accounts, Robbie Anderson's a good teammate, and it's like all of a sudden, he, all of a sudden now he's a he's a pariah, and I'm like I don't get it. Speculation is that Anderson had been upset since the beginning of the season because he has not been getting any action during the team's games. Did did he look in the quarterback room? <laughs> really well, they're, sure. they're they're saying that the reason Anderson was not seeing any targets is because he's he's viewed as a speed burner, deep receiver, and the team has uh, been traveling down the short passing game road lately. Oh, we can't find a way to get him the ball because... No, he's way too fast. Okay. And our guys can't get him the ball. Mm. So then... Is, the, is, it, is that kind of like the Packers not using Aaron Jones because um, we didn't have enough plays? Yeah, well... What? 
Uh, then this past Monday, after being kicked out of the game on Sunday, the Panthers traded Robbie Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals. The trade was likely made because the Cardinals may have lost Hollywood Brown for the season after a serious uh, foot injury. The Cardinals gave up a six-round pick for the disgruntled receiver. And speaking of, don't you wonder what happened on the sidelines? Did you see the Thursday game? I did not watch the whole game. I, I didn't see the game at all. I just heard the um, comments on the radio. But oh. did you uh, see a Kyler Murray during the game? They were like running short on the play clock the whole time. And apparently, oh, Cliff, I mean, like the Packers, Cliff Kingsbury was going crazy. He's just like starts yelling in the the headset, and they called a timeout. And Kyler Murray was running to the sidelines, yelling, "Calm the fuck down!" Oh wow! Calm the f-. And um, DeAndre Hopkins had to get in between the two and just kind of calm the situation down. Wow, they're going at it. So, so when your 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 player who's been suspended for six games <laughs> is ha- the nice guy ha- has has to be the <laughs> voice of reason you got a problem so so of course the the uh talk about how kyler murray and cliff kingsbury do not get along continued i think cliff kingsbury just hates constantly looking down at kyler murray (laughs) when they're standing next to each other um another disgruntled player since we're on that topic that is reportedly being shot by his team is the la rams running back cam Akers. hmm Akers seems to be in Sean McVay's doghouse lately. And it looks like he's uh, played his final downs in Los Angeles as he missed last week's game due to, making my quotes, personal reasons. With his uh, recent play in this situation, the Rams aren't likely to get much more than what the Panthers receive for Robbie Anderson if they even get that. Well, I hear Carolina's looking for a running back. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't, because I I just made a change to my lineup in the guillotine league and put Deonta Foreman in as my running back. I I just picked him up in my home league. I'm like, how is he still available? I took Jeffrey Wilson out of the lineup and put in Deonta Foreman. There you go. So we'll see what happens. Surprise, surprise, Cooper Rush loses his first game with uh, Dallas. And all of a sudden, Dak Prescott is miraculously 100% ready to go this weekend. (laughs) Prescott said he expects to return for week seven against Detroit. Cowboys went four and one with Rush at the helm. But after losing this weekend, it is just now time to get back to Prescott. He's expected to be a QB one with all the weapons he has at his fingertips this week and going against a terrible Detroit defense. Right? Washington quarterback Carson Wentz is expected to miss the next four to six weeks after he broke his ring finger. So, so that means that Heineke's going to lead the team to the Super Bowl? He'll be the next Cooper Rush. <laughs> no, the next, um, uh, who's the guy that went to the Bears? Um, the, the, his backup in Philadelphia. Nick Foles? Yeah, Nick yeah. Foles. He's going to be the next Nick Foles. <laughs> uh, Wentz underwent surgery, which means you can expect to see Taylor Heineke as the commission, commander starter. Uh, if that doesn't go well, expect the team to put in rookie quarterback from North Carolina, Sam Howell, uh, to see what they have in him. That might be the the good move to make. You know, it's like, hey, we made this draft pick on him. Other two quarterbacks aren't crap. Let's see what we have in Sam Howell. So I would not ex- I would not be surprised if Sam Howell doesn't get into the game this weekend. Except for you know, Heineke has played well. I mean, in relief, not mm-hmm. not. I think he's five and six. 
Well, yeah, it's like Geno Smith and yeah, Jacoby yeah. Brissett. You know, you, you can count on them for a game or two. Yeah. After that, they turn into Cooper Rush, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzgerald, <laughs> Fitzpatrick. Uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins missed two practices this week for Baltimore. Uh, it's looking like the Ravens are going to be without him for week seven and further. Uh, means a I, large, miss, I miss that one big time. Yeah, yeah. four to six weeks he's going to be gone now. I, I put my put put all my apples in that basket. And, <laughs> nope. Uh, that means a larger role for Kenyon Drake, who ran for 100 yards last week, and Justice Hill, who should also see an increase in workload. Is he is he 100% healthy now? Justice Hill? Yeah. Well, he's been playing the last couple of weeks, hasn't okay. he? Yeah, so. Well, but, I mean, he was banged up. He, he got the start when Dobbins didn't, like, I don't know, third week of the season or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt, and uh, he's been. And now, who's the other guy? J.K. Dobbins, who's the other guy that's hurt that still isn't back? Gus. Um, Gus Edwards. Yeah. It should, he should be. I thought he was like. Three I think he was supposed to be back a week or so ago, wasn't yeah. he? Huh. Maybe that'll speed up now that uh, J.K. Dobbins is hurt again. <laughs> Packers veteran wide receiver Randall Cobb is likely headed to the IR for four weeks as he suffered an ankle injury last week against the Jets. And it's just sad because he was finally showing up looking young again. <laughs> but. This is the good news for Aaron Rodgers as one of his favorite receivers will now miss a month. But it is good news for the team as Cobb has reportedly avoided serious injury to that ankle. So we stepped on his ankle. What? 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 The guy's just an injury waiting to happen. Oh, for God. God's sakes, are he's, we going to? He's a black Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Speaking this- of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Oh, is that a transition? I'm sorry. Stepped all over your transition. Sorry. (laughs) With the trade deadline looming and rumors swirling around Christian McCaffrey, most people who follow the NFL just blew it off thinking, "Ah, this is going to blow over like it does every year. Well, Thursday evening during the prime video NFL game of the week, the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers for a collection of draft picks. Here, we're going to rattle our junk drawer, and we're going to give you this. <laughs> the Panthers received a second, a third, and fourth in 2023, and a fifth in 2024. And I also heard that there might be a seventh in there in 24 or 25. I'm not sure. The Panthers had wanted one or multiple first-round picks from McCaffrey, but... uh no one was willing to do that, so they are now playing the rationalization game. Have you heard this? Saying that, well, when you look at the numbers, a second, third, and fourth round pick equal to a first round pick. <laughs> so, adding how it works. <laughs> I guess whatever gets you to sleep at night. Exactly. You know? McCaffrey is reporting going to be active for Sunday with a reduced package of plays. Now, I, I mean, McCaffrey isn't an idiot. Well, can't you just uh, put him he, in there and come on? He went to Stanford, he, you know, yeah. who, who knows if he went to class ever. So, I mean, you, you put him in there. You can't tell me you can't run a couple screen passes or here. Uh, we're going to do McCaffrey, right? McCaffrey left. Well, it, it appears as though the Packers don't know how to get their running backs the ball. So they'll be fine. I'm just saying. So the question is to you, who got the best end of this deal? Uh, well, I would definitely. I mean, right now, for for yeah, for the immediacy, it's the Forty ers Yeah, but 
it, when he blows out his knee and you know in a week or two then it'll Cause, it'll switch because that's what happens every season yeah uh so the question is will he make it to the end of the season no and what does this mean for fantasy gms if you're an owner of jeff wilson like me <laughs> his value is bound to plummet yeah and i wouldn't even be surprised if he doesn't get traded away yeah he's been their backup forever i mean all yeah. the other guys that have gone through jeff wilson's always been on the roster yeah uh, same with Elijah Mitchell. He was having a fine season. Now you're going to need to watch and see how that snap share plays out between mm. those guys. Looks like Mitchell and Wilson will be fighting for the scraps in San Francisco. Other trade line dead uh, trade deadline possibilities. Denzel Mims. If you remember, Mims requested a trade before the season started. Since then. He is not suited up for any of the Jets' first six games. It was a, what, weren't they saying when when he requested a trade was it, that he was going to uh, be involved and yes. this and that? And it's yeah. like, oh, you're um, involved, but you're going to be in street clothes. Exactly. You can hold a clipboard. You can bring Gatorade to the other guys, and yeah, I wouldn't mind him in Green Bay. No, I wouldn't. I mean, try. I mean, he was a was he a first round pick or second round pick? I think first out so, of Baylor. I mean. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool, he's uh, been kind of productive for the Steelers so far this year. That's a guy I do not want. No. I do not want anybody that played in in the Golden Dome. Well, not only that, but all I keep hearing from this guy is that, um, oh, he's got this tremendous, uh, he's got this tremendous catch radius. Well, that isn't doing any good when you can't catch the ball. Right, right. Having a big radius and not being able to catch it. Oh, then you have Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Also still in the open market for those teams that do not want to give up any draft capital. And he's still not ready to come back, though. No, they're, they're now saying December. Yeah. So do you wait, sit and wait around for him to and I, hope that he comes and picks your team? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, please. And as we talked about earlier, Cam Akers. Uh, continues to be disgruntled with his role in Los Angeles, and they they don't seem to want him around. So, hey, he was a, he was at the end of the year last year. Oh, he came back so yeah, and yeah. he sucked, and he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kenny uh, Kenny Galladay, he's not set foot on the field this mu- uh, very much this year either for the Giants. Uh, they're not interested in him because they didn't bring him in with the new regime. Yeah, and uh, they but don't he's seem getting to be, paid a shit ton of yeah. money. $13 million salary, which is going to be the problem. Yeah. No one's going to want to pick that up. No. Then you have uh, Dearness Johnson. I keep hearing his name, but I'm like. Uh, he just needs to get out of Cleveland. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he proved last year he could brew, produce, but he he isn't seeing much action behind Chubb and Hunt. Well, what about like Baltimore? Why, why wouldn't they yeah, go after a guy like yeah, that? Yeah, they seem to have nine quarterbacks that don't make one or nine running backs that don't make one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Jeez. So he's only seen 10 snaps this year, Dearness mm. Johnson. He also sports a mere $1.2 million contract. That in and of itself should be enticing yeah, for really. a team out there. And then um, Elijah Moore, another guy I wouldn't mind on the Packers. Now, he just became just, I mean, out of nowhere. This he's, week. He's only a second-year guy. Yeah. Like, shut up and play. You're, <laughs> you, you guys are winning. I know I know mm-hmm. that 
Zach Wilson sucks. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> so Thursday night he saw the the uh Christian McCaffrey trade and Elijah Moore says, Well, I don't want to be out of the mix on this Thursday night thing either. So <laughs> he requested a trade. He's been frustrated with his role on the team. Moore had zero targets last Sunday against Green Bay. Wow. The Jets say they have no plans to trade the receiver. However, he was dismissed from practice on Thursday with the team calling it a, here's my quote fingers again, a personal day. Mm. Oh. And then finally. Is, 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 is this going to be like the NFL equivalent of the the trade or the, the what do they call the, the transfer portal in oh, college football? Oh, maybe. Where everybody, everybody now just, well, I'm just going to sit out. Exactly. Now. I want to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mad. We're not, you know, we're winning, but I'm not getting the play, so I'm mad. <laughs> and then finally, we have Albert Akwe Boonham. Oh. He's uh, drawing in trade interests from uh, teams, according to sources. Why? Exactly. Hasn't done anything. What is he? He, he was a healthy scratch in week six. I, I don't, I just, it boggles my mind. It's like, it's like, again, Evan Ingram. Yeah. He's living off the rookie year that he had. He hasn't done anything since. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly not in the plans for Denver. No. Uh, he's uh, big and fast, but he can't block, and that's a main thing for tight ends. Well, it's kind of what happened to Gusecki uh, in uh, Miami. Yeah. They came in with a different plan, and it's like, well, yeah, we want the tight end to block. I don't do that, oh, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Me catch ball. Uh, Me coach, run. Coach, I'm... S. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's. I didn't I didn't pick up on your little yeah, prod see, there. Trying to help you out there a little bit. <laughs> well, which brings us to the players that we think do actually want to do anything for their team. We call that the must starts and don't bothers. There are guys that actually want to play for their well, team. There, there are. There wow. are. We should keep an eye on that. Let's try something different this week. Let's let's start with the quarterbacks. Okay, okay I can right. I can roll with that. Must start quarterbacks for you this week. My first guy, Matt Ryan. He's coming off a nice game and actually has twenty two or more fantasy points in two of the past three and eighteen plus in three of the last four. Uh, don't expect him though to throw fifty eight times again this week. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. I don't think his shoulder can handle because I'm not sure that uh, Jonathan Taylor's 100 percent yet. So yes, but the Titans do have a very weak run defense. Yeah, well, that's true too. Uh, Indy should feel better about their chances to be more balanced this week. However, Ryan has attempted at least 37 passes in each of his past four games, with multiple passing touchdowns in three of the four. And over 250 yards in each of his past three games, 389 in his last game. Yeah, and, I, and I'll give you a little side. Sat little, on my bench. I'll give, I'll give you a little savvy side bit here. I, I have a Matt Ryan. I put all my chips in uh, in, uh, in one of our leagues and said I'm taking Matt Ryan. He's gonna he's gonna roll. Yeah. Last week I tried to pick up. Um, wasn't Bailey Zappy? It was. Uh, Oh, it was Pickett. Oh, okay. I tried to pick a Pickett. I was cutting Matt Ryan. No. Justin picked him up instead. Oh. He was ahead of me in the picking order, oh, so he got him. Shit. Pickett went out and had a shit game, and Ryan went out and had a monster game. So, so I'm like, like, I'm glad I didn't get him. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes <laughs> I thank God for unanswered prayers. <laughs> 
That's a little Garth Brooks there for you. Oh, what's that? Yeah, I'm not a not a country guy, so. <laughs> But if it's not, if it's a, a toes in the sand, uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's Zach Brown. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, my next must start this week to a Tagovailoa. Ooh. He gets his chance to get back under center this weekend after being con- cleared of his uh, concussion. Concussion, non-concussion, yeah. concussion. So he should be a nice option this weekend against the Steelers. So will Will Smith play the doctor in the oh. Tua the, saga? The movie? Yeah. What would that? What would that be called? What was that movie called? Um, what was it called? Concussion. Yeah. So this would be Concussion Two. Well, could be. Oh, could be a whole, a whole uh, <laughs> series. What, what do they call it? Not that a, one for Kenny Pickett. What do they call it? They, they, they when they have a franchise. Oh, there you go. The, the Concussion yes. franchise. Oh, a Marvel thing. I'm, I'm pitching that out there, you guys. So anybody. <laughs> Um, for Tua, Pittsburgh has given up just under 18 points or more fantasy points to four different quarterbacks this year. Mm. And finally, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's uh, going to be a great stat for you this weekend. Uh, the Niners host a Chiefs defense that has been bad against opposing <laughs> quarterbacks. They have allowed for, a le- for three years now. <laughs> they've allowed a league high 15 touchdown passes and the third most fantasy points to the position after the first six weeks. Your must starts at quarterback. Well, so not surprisingly, I got a Matt Ryan uh, again with his 389 yard passing game and 27 fantasy points. Here's the here's the weird thing, and I, I I had to look this up to make sure he sits at quarterback two in both pass attempts and yardage, and at quarterback twelve in scores. So I mean, this is a guy that. For all intents and purposes, after yeah. the first... May not win games, but but man, he's got great stats. He's still putting the stats up. And my other guy is uh, Jimmy Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, playing Kansas City. They're in the bottom five and uh, past DVOA. He's going to have to... Uh, you, you assume... Uh, this is this is San Francisco, so who knows? Mm-hmm. You assume they're going to pass the ball more this week because Christian McCaffrey's working in and right. probably doesn't know the passes. offense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I, I would imagine he's going to get a lot of a lot of tosses this week. Okay, let's move to don't bothers, and this kind of goes back to our whole thing about you know backup quarterbacks. But uh, <laughs> Geno Smith, oh, last week he was at his worst, as you would expect, because I mean he had five pretty good games, and then he's turned into a backup quarterback. Bumpkin, yeah, he was uncomfortable in the pocket, and he had way too many bad passes. He was also terrible. On third downs. Now, you, you can say it's about a bunch of quarterbacks, but when it comes to Geno Smith, you are dealing with a very limited bag of talent there to begin with. You know from fantasy history that this guy is going to perform well for a while, but he's going to crash down to earth after a couple weeks because he just is not a starting quarterback, as we've said. Think Cooper Rush, Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, just to name a few. And then finally for me, Jared Goff. He's coming off a bye week into a game that's a tough matchup. He's going to face a very tough pass rush from Dallas. Goff was at his worst when pressured in week five, completing 54% of his passes for 6.5 yards per attempt and no touchdowns. Your don't bothers this week? Well, I also have a Jared Goff. And I, I think we found out, I mean, he, he started out the year on fire. Yeah. And now we found out why the Rams traded him. <laughs> <laughs> Because he hasn't been good. Um, I think, what was it? Uh, la, la, didn't 
Did, did they have a bye last week? Yes. But they the week before they they were shut out by the Patriots. No, last week they played. Oh, they played the Patriots yeah. last week then. Yeah. So they got shut out well, by the Patriots. Know. Or did they have a bye last week? No, they had a bye last week. Yeah, so the, so week five they played the Patriots. Yes, and they got shut and out twenty nine nothing to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. that's uh, that's really more than you. And Dallas is for all the things you like to make fun of Dallas for their defense is pretty good. So. Yeah, yeah, they just can't score. No, well, even with uh, even with Cooper Rush playing. Yeah. Uh, uh, my other uh, don't must or don't start hate whatever you want to however you want to tag it Derek Carr. I mean, he's he's been solid the last three, four weeks. Um, but he's playing a really, again, another another team playing a good secondary. It's Texans, but their secondary is pretty darn good. Yeah. They're, um, Texas have, from what I, I think I have this coming up later on, but I think they've only given up one passing touchdown. Oh, okay. And they, they, they well, they've, they've held uh, opposing quarterbacks uh, to just 13. Point seven fantasy points per game, which is twenty fifth overall. Okay, so I'm, I mean, I guess there's bye weeks going on, so Carr's probably going to be starting for people. Yeah, it's going to be a tough. But if you can avoid him, avoid him. Which means we move to the running backs, and I have one of your favorites again. It must start, Travis Etienne. My second week calling him a must start. I had him on my list, but I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> he's already seen his touches increase to 12 plus in back-to-back games, and he's still close enough to 50% of the Jaguars' offensive snaps. On the season, you know, they're playing the Giants, and on the season they have the third worst in rush yards per carry allowed and the second worst in yards before contact per rush. How, how did that work out for the Packers? Well, you know, they didn't run the ball. No, no, but they're focusing on the run. How can they not be running the ball? <laughs> Next one, Josh Jacobs. He's uh, been a stat sheet firestorm in his two games before the bye week last week. Uh, I like him to pick up right where he left off against the Texans this week, who have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And finally, my new favorite guy, Ooh. Kenneth Walker. Okay. He made a really good impact in his first full-time start for Seattle, rushing for 97 yards and a touchdown. And you should consider him a top 15 running back this week going against the Chargers defense that is giving up the fourth most points per game to running backs. Because don't uh, Seattle and Chargers, aren't they the Sunday night game this week? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, the peripheral games I don't pay attention to anymore because no. they're on. I can never find whatever channel they're on. That, that's so. NBC. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Well. Well, while you're doing your must starts, I'll look and see, and we can if, let our listeners know. Yeah, if they, if they don't if they don't play at noon, <laughs> or I'm sorry, was it twelve oh five or whatever <laughs> ridiculous starting time they have, or if they don't start at three thirty two, yeah, I don't watch them. Um, okay. Oh so, no, it's Pittsburgh and Miami. See, this is why I never guess because I'm always wrong. Um, my must starts, Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah. Everybody making fun of the guy. Oh, they're going to run him into the ground. Guy stands as running back five with 19.4 points per game. Ooh. So laughs on everybody else. Uh, Josh is taking it to the bank. Um, my new favorite guy, even though I don't have him on any of my teams, uh, Damian Pierce. Ah, uh, yes, another good guy. I they, have him. They finally took the shackles off and let him start doing um, – 
his thing. Well, well, not he's not splitting time anymore. He's 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 the lead guy. He's the right. feature. He's he's the guy. Um, he, I, I don't. I just think this kid's going to be phenomenal once he gets once the team gets players. Yes, a little more solid that can protect yeah. him and everything. Yeah, I'm a, uh, yeah. I think he's going to be solid. Uh, and then my last guy is, and this might be the last week for this, is Ramondre Stevenson. Um, you've got all the carries. He got 19 out of 24 carries last week. So, gosh, they're not really sharing the ball very much. <laughs> and uh, he got uh, 76 yards, two scores, and then four catches for 15. Now, Damian Harris has not been officially ruled out for the game yet. So keep an eye on it, but I still think that um, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be a, a be a badass monster, a badass. <laughs> Which brings us to the no bothers for this week, and I'm going to start with David Montgomery. Mm. Now, now, now that bye weeks are starting, Montgomery may be a tough guy to sit for teams, but I'm telling you, you will thank me for this on Monday. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, you'll thank me for it on Tuesday because. Chicago is on Monday Night Football for some god-awful reason. They have a lot of games on, on Sunday night well, and Monday. Denver, Denver has, yeah, what, well, five or six? Well, as, as soon as they got Russell, Russ, they, oh, we got to put him on every game. Mr. Unlimited. And guess what? Not a good choice. <laughs> Mr. Wolverine Blood. Did you hear that one? <laughs> no. Oh, so he hurt his shoulder and this and that, and he hurt his leg. And he goes, well, I'm healing up pretty well. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's Wolverine blood or something. And I'm like, oh, dude, stop. Because yeah, he was having an MRI. You wonder why no one likes you. Well. Oh, anyway, back to Montgomery. He's had a bad matchup against New England this week. And uh, they have not allowed more than 14.5 fantasy points to any running back they have faced this year. <laughs> that includes Nick Chubb, Jamal Williams, J.K. Dobbins, and A.J. Dillon. All running backs that are unquestionably better than David Montgomery. And my other don't start this week, Kareem Hunt. Again, you're probably going to be forced to start this guy because of buys, but you're not going to enjoy it. (laughs) He scored fewer than 10 fantasy points in four games this season, including 1.2 points last week. The Ravens have uh, have been great against the running backs, but they they. Did hold Joe Mixon. I mean, they have been great against running backs, but they they held Joe Mixon, Devin Singletary, and Brees Hall to under 12 fantasy points. Don't bother you at running back. Well, I I do have one David Montgomery, and and, and here's the anomaly. Whereas the Packers don't run the ball, but they have their their running backs statistically have really good numbers. The Bears are fifth in run plays per game. But Montgomery has only translated that into 10.4 points per game, and he's running back 32 for the season thus far. That's not good. That's not good. When you're running the ball and it was one of the top you know, teams in the, in the league, you should be putting up better numbers. Yeah. Uh, my second, and I'll call this set of running backs, are the Falcons running backs. Ooh. I, I don't think they know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> they don't even know who their running backs are. It's like it, we got t- Tyler Algier, uh-huh. you got Caleb Huntley, and you got Avery Williams. They're all getting carries. They're all getting touches. It's like, okay. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> exactly. There's three guys. Never heard of them before. <laughs> but it, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think if they put one guy in there, and here's, here's, here's the kicker. 
uh, Montgomery's going to be coming back. Mm-hmm. Or not Montgomery. Um, uh, Cordero Patterson. Patterson. Yeah. Then pick a guy. Four guys. Yeah. Just yeah. pick a guy. Oh, man. All right. Let's finish it off with the wide receivers. My first must start this week, Alan Lazard. He has quietly been solid in his last four four weeks, scoring 13-plus points in each game, including two games with more than 17 points. He's the lone trusted receiver left in the offense for Aaron Rodgers, unless, of course, Sammy Watkins truly is back this week, but we'll see. Next one, Brandon Ayuk. He's a viable bi-week starter for you uh, after coming off a large 28-point game in the loss to Atlanta last week. As I mentioned, with Jimmy G as a must-start, the Chiefs are not good against the pass this year. They have surrendered seven touchdowns to receivers and the fifth most points to receivers. Finally, Brandon Cooks. He leads the Texans with four red zone and three end zone targets. No one else has more than two in either category. The Raiders rank seventh worst in catch rate allowed to receivers at 66% and are below league average in yards per catch and yak reception yards allowed to ride wideouts. Four receivers have posted 10-plus non-PPR, and five receivers have hit at least 15 PPR points versus them. Brandon Cooks gets it back in, back in gear this week. Your must-starts? All right. Well, I, I went the other uh, way with the Packers wide receivers. I'm, Romeo? I'm I'm taking a big gamble here. I'm taking Romeo Dobbs. Oh, I, hope um, I, I think I, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but when the Packers went to London, apparently Romeo Dobbs was on the wrong plane, <laughs> and he hasn't been found since. Oh man! But apparently now he's back in Green Bay. So I think that uh, perhaps in this new um, simplification thing, Aaron actually has figured out that you need to throw to the open guys. Oh, so since Romeo Dobbs is open all the time. But, but because he's the third or fourth option on every pass play, okay. Now that, that's a that's a Matt Lafleur problem. That's not a that's not an Aaron Rodgers problem. Okay, all right. Um, so I, I think I think that they're gonna. Or I pray to God that they're gonna Run get the their ball. heads out of their asses and start doing things that'll win them games instead of. Oh, I want to feed Alan Lazard. I want to feed Rome or Cobbs. I want to feed Mercedes Lewis. I'm like, stop it. Throw to the good guys. So I, I'm taking Romeo Dobbs, and I think he's going to have a monster game against the woeful Washington Commanders. Uh, commanders. We are Commanders. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the commies, as everybody's <laughs> calling them now. Um, and then I, I will take another uh, swing at the proverbial pinata that is wide receivers, and I will go with Alec Pierce from the Colts. I mean, we already talked about um, – Matt Ryan airing it out 58 times last week. You're going rookies this week, aren't you? I'm going rookies. That's kind of my thing. My thang. But, um, uh, you know, Michael Pittman, uh, he led the league in targets with 16 and receptions with 13 last week. Uh, Third most yards, 134. As long as catch was for 20 yards. So all that being said, he's, he's become more of a possession guy, which he kind of is. He's kind of a, you know, big down the field catch the ball, fall down guy. Whereas uh, Alec Pierce is the over the top, you know, long touchdown kind of guy. So I'm, I'm going with Pierce to have at least one long score this week. All right. 
Which means we have to have some don't bothers. Oh, there's a few. And I got two. Oh, okay. And I'm going to stay on your rookie thing here. Oh. Go Drake London. Yeah. Over the past three weeks, Drake has turned 18 targets into a nine-catch, 92-yard, zero-touchdown stat line. Is this because Drake London doesn't have any skills or ability? No, I think he's been hurt, I think, the last. Or? Or. Could it uh, be his quarterback? His quarterback's fine. His quarterback sucks. <laughs> In those weeks, he's seen <laughs> one end zone target, which was the only red zone target, and seven passes that traveled further than 10 yards downfield. <laughs> also, the Falcons are running at a 53% clip, second highest in the NFL. And well, because they have three running backs. They have to do something with them. <laughs> and a running quarterback. <laughs> yes. And they've attempted fewer than 27 passes in each of their past five games. Drake can sit for a while. That's well, so sad. He's he's a he's a stud receiver. Yeah. My last guy, DJ Moore. It shouldn't take You mean any- the future Packer, DJ Moore? <laughs> no. That guy? No. Yeah, it shouldn't take any competent fantasy football GM this long to realize that the Packers passing game is at best non existent. Mm. Yes. The only glimmer of hope for Moore is for Sam Darnold to come back and play. Are you, are you saying the passing attack is on the milk carton? <laughs> yes. Have you seen this? <laughs> and it's a, it's a guy in Columbia Blue trying to throw a ball. <laughs> Last week, the Panthers didn't even try to throw downfield. DJ Moore has averaged 7.3 targets, 3.3 receptions, and 34 yards per game. His catch rate is a horrifying 45.5%, but that's... More on any accurate throws than anything else since uh, he's credited with just one drop over the season. Wow. There you go. You're not, you're, don't bothers this week. Well, I, I, I guess, first of all, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bounce off your Falcons passing attack. Um, and that would be Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Oh, um, Kyle Pitts has disappeared. Yes. Uh, if they don't get touchdowns, they're not worth playing. And Marcus Mariota attempted last week. 14, Mario. <laughs> 14 passes, attempted 14 passes, got 129 yards. It's like we're playing high school football, for yes. God's sakes. Yes. Uh, Run the veer. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what's passing the ball mean? <laughs> and then I've got, uh, I've got the uh, Jaguars wide receivers, Christian Kirk, um, four receptions, 24 yards. Uh, fewer, fewer than uh, uh, five or few targets in three consecutive games, uh, largely because the team is committed to the running attack. Uh, you got you got Evan Ingram, and they they make excuses for him. It's like he's just not good. That's why he's not catching the ball. It's bad. And then uh, Zay Jones, mm, another another studly receiver. Yeah, the Jaguars receivers are terrible. Um, and they and they weren't they surrounding weren't they surrounding Lawrence with talent wasn't that the whole that was that was the goal that was okay they missed <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly uh, speaking of milk cartons we have juju smith schuster uh and th- this is funny because I'll, I'll just read this verbatim after becoming so untrustworthy for so many fantasy managers at the start of the season smith schuster with the help of a missed tackle for a long touchdown found his way to a wide receiver one finish in week six mm-hmm Mm-hmm. To say his numbers <laughs> for the season have not been great would be an understatement. He sits 20th in league in targets, 59th in snap share, 
at 73%, and 37th in points per game at 11.3. And arguably, Kansas City, even with Ty- with without Tyreek Hill, has one of the best passing attacks in the league. And Juju Smith-Schuster, who was this all-world guy his, his rookie year. Yeah, they brought in Juju and MVS to yeah. replace Tyreek Hill. And they haven't done squats. Hasn't worked. No. No. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. And that's it for your for your getting your lineup set for this weekend. It's time now to get your wallet set. <laughs> Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I got to warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here that they do at them regular casinos. And I'll be your eighth Ace Rothstein this week. Oh, there you go. Because I've, I've learned that... Uh, You've learned yeah. some things? Yeah. College football, you, you don't do the g- degenerate stuff. Oh, you don't? No. So this week, I have a mere seven games I like. Ooh. And we're not doing any of that degenerate round-robin parlays on these games this week. Does that mean I have to change mine, too? No, you can do whatever oh, you want. Okay. okay. You, you have a lot more money there than I do <laughs> in the win column. Um, So I got seven games. We're just doing single bets on them, and then... The most degenerate I could afford to do this week, not afford, but I felt comfortable doing was I just took another $5 bill and I said, just parlay all seven of those games for me. Oh, there you go. So there we go. And we start with this one. I'm taking the Mississippi Rebels plus one and a half versus LSU. Rebels rank third nationally at 271.4 rushing yards per game. They should be able to find some lanes against a not that great LSU defensive front. LSU does have a good passing game, but the Rebels rank in the top 30 against the pass. So I like the Rebels to stay undefeated this week. That's funny because I have LSU minus the one. Ooh, there we go. Pick the right side, people. (laughs) My next one. I am not going to fall for the overhype of the. You're not going to fall for the potato in the tailpipe? No. The Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm taking Iowa Ooh. plus the 29 and a half. Oh, I hope that's not right because I, I have the Iowa-Ohio State under. 50, oh, you do? Under 50. If they get more than 29 and a half, that means Ohio State can only score 21 points. That well, no, I, I have Ohio State getting 29 and a half. You have Iowa getting 29 and a half. I mean Iowa, I'm sorry, yes. Oh, I guess, yeah, they don't have to score 50. Yeah. Now. Okay, okay, no, I'm good. All right. Hawkeyes rank third nationally, allowing just 9.8 points per game. And they are the only team in college football to not allow a play of 40 yards or longer. Now, they're they're only giving up 9.8 points per game. Yeah. And they're, they're scoring 9.5 <laughs> points per game. You know, so that's, so. <laughs> that's 19 quick math, point, 19.3. <laughs> now, now I, I am not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I may be on the wrong side of this, but I'm not stupid. I expect the points per game average to tick up a little bit this weekend against the number two total offense in Ohio State, but I don't see them scoring enough to eclipse a 30-point margin. And then my next one, TCU minus three and a half versus Kansas State. The Frogs are the only undefeated team in the Big 12, and they own college football's third best total offense and 14th nationally and they rank 14th nationally running the ball Mm. kansas state is just going to be outmatched in this game next one we're going to the sun belt fun belt (laughs) 
Take Georgia Southern plus two and a half versus Old Dominion. I, I don't understand how Old Dominion is favored in this game, even though they took down Coastal Carolina last week. Georgia Southern is one of the best teams in the Sun Belt Conference, and I like them to win this game outright. Other games I like this week, BYU minus six and a half versus Liberty. Wait a minute, you, have, you, have, you took Georgia Southern? Yes. Okay, so did I. All right. I like Hawaii plus four and a half versus Colorado State. Colorado State just might be the worst team in college football this year. Oh, jeez. And finally, I like Wyoming minus four and a half versus Utah State. And like I said, they're all single bets, and I'm parlaying them all at the end. All right, your college picks? Well, I unfortunately have some of the degenerate stuff going on. <laughs> and these will be up hopefully in time for the kickoff, yes. people. I have... Um I have a Big Ten parlay where I'm taking Purdue, Northwestern. No, I'm sorry, Purdue, Maryland, Rutgers, Ohio State, Iowa under, and Minnesota. Wow, that's my that's my Big Ten parlay. Okay, I then have a um, FBS parlay. I've I taken UCLA, SMU, LSU. California and Tulane. Okay. And then I have my little, little parlay, my little guys. I have Hawaii, South Carolina, East Carolina, Houston, and Northern Illinois, or, or I'm sorry, not um, Ohio, okay. over Northern Illinois. All right. And then I have. Houston, this, and Houston won last week or last night. Yes. Yes. See, sometimes you get lucky. Uh-huh. Um, round Robin parlay. I'm taking, Boy. I'm taking, well, this, this one admittedly give, give Wayne some money in his pocket and it just burns a hole. Well, you gotta, you gotta do something. <laughs> I'm taking air force, Ohio, Navy, Minnesota, Liberty, Cal and Marshall. Okay. In my round robin parlay. And then I've got a few little things that I'm going to throw in. You know, I, like I got I got an over under parlay. Um, I've got the Iowa Ohio State under Memphis Tulane under West Virginia Texas Tech over Mississippi State Alabama over Syracuse Clemson over and UCLA Oregon over. Okay. I might actually find one more to throw in there just for shits and giggles to okay. make it an even seven. Which means it's now time to move to the to the NFL games. And remember, you can check them out on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the sports investing page. If you would have checked in like we've been letting you know, uh, I had a six-leg Thursday night player prop parlay. I won three out of the six. So although I didn't cover what I spent, I didn't you lose didn't, as didn't much lose as I... Yeah. So. Well, you saw you saw you saw the one the Thursday night one that I was yes, contemplating. <laughs> I had I don't remember how many how many actual bets. Uh-huh. You had eleven bets. Eleven bets. I I got two right. Oh, I am so glad I did not submit that. Oh man, I I need one more touchdown from Kyler Murray. That's all. How how hard is it to get two? It's not not difficult. Jesus. Anyways, this weekend I have my five team underdog round robin parlay. And we're going with New Orleans over over Arizona, which you can turn this into a four game or a four team underdog round robin parlay since New Orleans one didn't work out for you, but or for me, um, 
So you can use these four. Indianapolis over Tennessee. New York Giants over Jacksonville. New York Jets over Denver. And Atlanta over Cincinnati. And again, if you're going with four of those, you only need two. I would What I would do is I would take a three and a two uh, for the ways on the bets. And you only need two or two of those games to win and you get your money back. Deal? That's, that's fair enough to me. All right. And then um, we have our my five-leg quarterback round robin parlay for this week going five, four, three, two ways. <laughs> 26 bets. It's a $130 bet. Did anybody just hear him say a little while ago where he didn't do any of the gen- degenerate On stuff? On the college football. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. He did clarify. <laughs> so here's my five-leg quarterback round robin parlay for this week. Bet it however you like. I went five, four, three, two ways. We're going Joe Burrow over 284 and a half pass yards. Marcus Mariota over 34 and a half rush yards. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. He might get 34 and a half passing yards too, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers over 21 and a half completions. No. If they're, if they're going to really go run heavy like they keep saying. They're, they're, they'll do whatever they need to do. <sighs> Tom Brady, over 0.5 interceptions. Okay. And Davis Mills, over one and a half passing touchdowns. Well, that's a a, a bad one, huh? That's a gambly one. Now, I only could find three games that I really like to bet on this week. Really? Yes. So first one, and again, we're just doing single bets, and then I parlayed them all at the end. So we're going Cincinnati minus six and a half versus Atlanta. I know. I have Atlanta in my underdog money line. But as I mentioned, you don't have to win every game in the round robin to make money. So I have them there because I needed five underdogs, and that was my fifth favorite of the ones available. I actually think Cincinnati 6.5 is one of the strongest plays this weekend. So uh, Cincinnati is covered in its last four games and won three of those games outright. They have a plus five turnover margin over the last five games. And Joe Burrow is currently the, the head of the third. He leads the, the number three, the third down and number eight red zone offenses in the NFL. Okay. Okay. That took a lot to get. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) next. I like Dallas minus seven versus Detroit. Dak Prescott is supposed to be back this week for Dallas. The Lions are stumbling through four losses, and they expect the return of both Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. But I'm taking a confident Dallas team playing at home. I think they cruise in this game, and minus seven is perfect. And finally, Las Vegas minus six and a half versus Houston. Two teams with one win each. And that's when you throw away the records right there. <laughs> and they're both coming off bye weeks. The difference is that all four of the Raiders' losses have been by six points or less, while the Texans' offense has been atrocious. Give me Las Vegas. And those are my NFL bets, people. And you? Well, I did the opposite of you. I did not do the degenerate <laughs> stuff. I have no player props <laughs> oh. at all. <laughs> you got your teeth kicked in last week, as you <laughs> said did. in your text message. I'm like, Ugh, that hurt. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> that took away all my winnings. <laughs> that was not fun. Um, but I do have a couple things. 
I, I have two things that I'll, that I'll share right now and the rest I'll send to you because okay. I got goofy stuff. Right. But um, I do have a money line uh, round robin. I have the Browns over the Ravens. Okay. The Chiefs or the 49ers over the Chiefs. All right. The Colts over the Titans. The Falcons over the Bengals. And the Seahawks over the Chargers. Okay. That's my money line parlay. There you go. Round robin. And then I have what I'm calling my luck parlay. Okay. So there's a luck index that shows what teams are having the 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 lucky literally the luckiest season. Okay. Like, you know, the bounces go their way, this, right. that, and the other thing. Right. So people out there, the way you spell degenerate, <laughs> D-E-G-E-N-E-R-A-T-E. <laughs> I just do it for fun. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is the weird shit like this, sometimes is the, yeah, these are the things the that pay stuff off. That pay off. Uh, so I got, I got based on the luck index. Okay. I, th- these are the teams I'm taking. And this is, this is going to be a parlay. So I got the lions plus seven over the Cowboys. Okay. I got the giant or the uh, Jaguars minus three over the giants. I have, the Broncos minus one and a half over the Jets. Okay. Yes, those three. All right. Yeah, that's so. Those are my, I got. I got the parlay with my luck, my luck index. <laughs> then I got my money line round robin. Okay. And then I'm, I'll have some. I'll have some. Uh, I don't know why I keep doing it, but I'll do the the six point teasers. Okay. Just for shits and giggles, but. All right, and there you go, people. Remember. Degenerate is not a two-word thing like uh, Joe Biden wants you to think it is. <laughs> Degenerate. <laughs> so don't pay more. You can afford to lose. We don't want you uh, like not eating this week. So Yes. And it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. And luckily, we do. So far. Exactly. Fingers crossed. We have more money in than we have out. So Yes. That's always a point in, to think about. So Yeah, we're not no fat Tony or, exactly. you know. <laughs> But we do what we can. Call this number for a recorded <laughs> message. It's free. Yeah. And if it's wrong, we'll give you all the other free messages for free for the rest yeah. of the season. It's awesome. All right, people, let's go in the bar and get a drink and mm. look at some beautiful women or a woman. That's right. It's time for the Fantasy Girl, everyone. The longest running, as I've said, week after week, the longest running episodic segment of this show. Check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the Fantasy Girl page. Uh, Your chance to look at a beautiful woman and learn something about her. This week, it's Emma Frain. Emma Frain was born December 31st, 1987, in the United Kingdom. Oh, see, I was going to guess Columbia. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. The hips? Uh, kind of, yeah. Not lying to you? <laughs> She's a glamour model and personal trainer. She is currently under contract at Zoo and Nuts magazines. She has also been featured heavily in The Sun's Page 3 insert. Oh, the paper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Emma's dream of becoming a glamour model began when she, when a fake model agency scammed her. The disappointment she experienced made her realize how much she actually wanted it to work out. Um, she was 
in her second year at university when she began modeling and realized it was too stressful to do both. Oh, university and modeling. And modeling, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was on the verge of quitting, but then professors and family alike urged her to continue modeling. So that means either she wasn't a very good student. <laughs> I'm going with that one. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> She considers fellow glamour model Rosie Jones, who we've had as a fantasy girl once before, to be among her closest friends. There you go. The English glamour model and personal trainer stands five foot nine inches tall. She weighs 119 pounds. She has brown hair, blue eyes, and her measurements are. Now you're going to start with the waist. <sighs> like you always do. Yeah. Ah. Uh. See, this one's a little tricky because this one's a little hard to gauge. So I'm going to go 25. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I was wrong. We'll give you two bells for that. There you go. Don't don't diss me. I won't. <laughs> 25 is exactly correct. I said it was tricky. I <laughs> Yes. All right, top. This all is right. where it's going to be yeah. tricky. Yeah, this is where it gets a little, because uh, the pictures are all different. Um, I'm going to say 37. 31. No she, way. She's a 34F. No way. Yes. Remember, she's only 119 pounds. Yeah, so are all the other ones that are 36s. She's 31. <laughs> 31. There's no way. <laughs> and hips. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I knew you would say that because I was thinking the same thing, but then yeah. I'm looking at, you see like side views of her. Yeah. They're, they, they're, oh, she's, they're but, big, but she's, she's thick here too, up on top. Like, yeah. because she's a fitness model, she's a little thicker than, yeah. Uh, well, all right. People go on the website, cffpodcast.com. Yes, you let us know. Yeah, let us know that you think that 31 is a bullshit uh, (laughs) measurement. That's totally wrong. And hips. Uh, I'm going to say 30. Because that's 31. There's so so she's got to have like a 30 waist or 30 hips, but that ain't right. I'm going to say 37. 33. 31, 25, 33. She's a 34F. Emma Frain, everyone, your fantasy girl of the week, has has, I, has Wayne confounded. I'm throwing my red. I want a, a replay. I want a challenge flag. I, I think these are made up numbers. Oh, that's it for the show, everybody. Hope you had a great one. Hope your week goes great. Hope the your players work out for you. Remember, it's bye weeks. Oh. This is a big one too. This a lot is, of this good is, players this is where are it out. Starts getting a little bit yep. tough. Yep. Find out if you got depth or not. If you're if you're exactly. living off the studs, How did I you're starting to be draft? in trouble. Yeah, yep. Um, as always. Oh, you know what we didn't do, we, and we can do. This oh, we week. forgot again. We forgot to do the the just, guillotine league bidding thing. It just dawned on me. We'll, Sorry, Justin. We'll catch it up next week. We'll catch it up. All right. Um, you can check out the website though, cffpodcast.com. Everything we talked about it's right up there. Check out our our betting things if you didn't write them all down while we were talking about them. You still have some time before the later college games start and the NFL games start tomorrow. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, email us on the Mission Barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or you can use the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249 for your 
what do you call it? Um, Emails, texts, uh, voicemails, or text voicemail. messages. There you go. And did, did I give you the did I give you the Barry story on the the? Um, you still haven't found it anywhere. It doesn't exist. What? I've seen pictures on. Oh, I've seen pictures too. Are they old? It, it existed before. Oh. Then there was some BS about they re-released it, but it was only available to people named Barry. I actually looked into this now. Shut up, seriously. And I went on. I went online. I'm like, I'm just. Why did it say it's available in pick and saves? I just went online and said, I'm going to order this, right? Yep. So it says you can order it from a bunch of places, uh, Target, Walmart, all these places. 30-some dollars a case, a 12-pack. Shut up. It's, a, it's a considered a collector's item. So they're not making it new. It's not. It's This is all old. It's from Jurassic Park and I forgot the original movie it was released with. Wow. So these these are collector's items i'm like so so as brad would say when i sent him his winnings for um the where will they play they, they these, these are all expired I'm like no they're not expired soda doesn't expire no it's Sorry. like wine it's it's well they 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 again the the fda puts on you can't sell them uh, after this a, a use by date yeah. but doesn't mean it's spoiled right Oh, so, so no yeah. berry, Dr. There, Pepper. There will be no dark Wasting berry. Wasting all my time looking will, for yeah, this. There will be no dark berry, Dr. Pepper. Although I noticed that there is oh, a, Although they will. You know, you know they're going to get enough playback on this that people are going to go up on arms and all of a sudden they're going to go, well, let's release it again. Because it probably didn't do as well as they expected. Kind of like McDonald's did with their bagel sandwiches. See what I'm saying? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Only in certain areas, though. True. Um, but my wife found, because now she's in the business of looking for new flavors of when we were going to store she looks for new Mountain Dews like oh you're so cute <laughs> she, she found a a cream Pepsi cream yeah Pepsi I think it is oh yeah like, oh, we'll well, they've, they've had that Coke uh... they have um, no they have is it or Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Dr. Pepper, Pepper cream, cream Dr. Pepper. Cream soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but all right. Enough screwing around. Uh, yeah, we're people, done. People want to get their bets in. So. Go, go, go. Until next week, everybody, mm-hmm. be good. 